the episode number and it's 11 um episode 11 of newbie and i'm not 10. able to sign in no it's 11 because we kept calling the last one nine and then when i tried to upload it i was like oh we already done 10 what the fuck ever salutations fuck and welcome you. to newbie next <laughs> <laughs> for <Audio Podcast. laughs> um my favorite co-host is of course curly <laughs> What up? I'm Kelly, and I'm podcast ready. <laughs> and uh, the one who's very mean to me is, as always, Nora Blake. I'm already in a bad mood that you say I'm not your favorite co-host. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. Yeah. <laughs> um, what if we went a whole episode of this podcast, just you two being really nice to each other? What about that? What if that happened? What does that mean? I I feel like I'm only mean on newbie. On newbie. Because you have to impress your friends. Yeah. Like and every, I, anytime we have a guest, you dunk on me. I that is true. That is a bad dynamic that I should work on. <laughs> um before we get going, I'm gonna stand up, walk across the room, and shut the blinds because the shuns the sun shines in my face every time I talk. So I'll be right cool. back. Meanwhile, Nora, Curly Vamp, I am picking a character for this week's Who's Hoopy. Hell yeah. I can't wait. I can never wait for, for Who's Hoopy. Well, you're going to have to wait for it. God damn it. And so, <laughs> is the so are the readers. The readers? Yeah, the readers. Yeah, the readers. Nubia is in like volumes. You read volumes. Mm hmm. Like, Ruby is because it's because no, no, it's, okay. it's a fairy tale because it's like in a story. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Not a not in the audio it? medium. Yeah, yeah, I get it. It makes perfect sense. It's genius, in fact. Mm -hmm. So I thought this episode was actually quite good. I was surprised. Well, oh I, yeah, I, yeah. No, for sure, it was very good. I remember, I remember saying in the in the chat that like actually it could be it could turn out to be bad, but if this it, it indicates like a positive trajectory, this episode it's setting up things that I am interested to see if they actually deal with, you know. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. Um, after last week was kind of a down note, I thought that like this week we're kind of bouncing back. I was really happy with this week. Mm, this week was good. Um, yeah. 
How, no. how about that uh, that episode summary that we're famous for here on this podcast? <laughs> well, okay, I'll switch over to my other tab. And... I'm assuming Nora was waiting for me to get back to do the episode summary, and I really appreciate that. Yeah, I'm not going to just do the podcast without you. I I knew, I knew. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I have to scroll down to the bottom of the page again. Just while, while we're on the topic from before, I'm extremely easily impressed, so don't feel the need to dunk on people to impress me. I'm already impressed. Trust me. <laughs> Ruby and Junior go through training and missions to help with the construction of Amity Tower, despite being graduated. Robin Hill, the leader of a rights movement for Mantle and a candidate for the upcoming election, becomes suspicious about Mantle's construction supplies going to Amity. What it doesn't say in this uh, summary is, in parentheses, instead of the wall. Mm-hmm. The wall is good, I guess. Yeah, when you have demons, the yeah, wall it's, it's is not, good. It's when not you have demons. <laughs> it's not. It's not. And I think they've been quite clear about how it's it's specifically demons that it's keeping out, right? Because mantle yeah. is in the middle of fucking nowhere, so there's not like people it could be. There is out, also right? the embargo, though, right? Like they yeah, did close yeah. their borders, but that is more of an aerial thing. It seems like. Because when they, I'm just saying, walls are kind of weighted subjects to throw around. That's, true. That's, That's accurate. Fair. That's accurate. That's all. Um, Winter reveals to Weiss that Ironwood chose her to become the new Winter Maiden when the current one dies. Jack announces that he is closing all SDC operations until he wins the election, causing a riot in Mantle. That's the end of the summary. Welcome back to Ruby, where things are happening for once. Yeah. <laughs> are kind of <laughs> starting to happen. Yeah. yeah. I just I was, every, yeah, I was pretty every, happy with what happened yeah. in this episode. Every year I forget that this show has the same special ability as Regigigas. Which is for like <laughs> slow the first start, fi- obviously. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> obviously. For five rounds you get shitty stats and then you get good stats after that. <laughs> Fuck. Um you s- seems so surprised that I would plot a Pokemon ref. <laughs> no, I just don't know Regigigas. I don't know anything about Regigigas. Yeah, you know. Didn't he retire from the company? Yeah. Oof. <laughs> no, longer, no longer ready. <laughs> <laughs> did, he work, did he work at Papa John's before he was at Nintendo? I think it was, I was it Domino's? He, he invented mm. some kind of insane Domino's pizza or something? He invented pizza, I think. Did invent I pizza. Thinking, I was thinking it was Papa John's or Pizza Hut. Domino's is an interesting new wrinkle. Uh, unfortunately, <laughs> it this could is be not any of them. <laughs> it would have been funnier if it had been Papa John's. Yeah, but um, I'm trying to come up with a joke about the day of reckoning coming for the characters for <laughs> me, and it's not happening. That was three seasons ago. <laughs> I'm trying to pick a good character for Who's Whoby based on like characters that you will at least remember. If you don't know their name, then like you'll be oh the person who did X. Mm-hmm. So, um, well, this character gave us or not this character. Mm-hmm. This episode uh, gave us a couple excellent characters for Who's Whoby yeah. with the return of <laughs> Team Nanky. Team Funky. Funky. Come on. (laughs) Neon Cat is the Neon Cat character. Yes. Um, Do you remember Cole? There you go. You got it. I only knew because I saw him in the credits because I was looking (laughs) at voice actors. And we know Cobalt is the blue one. And the fourth one, I don't know the name of. Um, I don't know the fourth one. 
Something with a Y, which means on this list. Uh, I thought it was an I. I thought it was FNKI made funky. Oh, is it? I don't know if that character's been named on screen. Yeah, probably. Ivory, probably. There's a character. Yeah, here Ivory. Ivory. They yeah, had, like that... he was like white, as in his his color theme was white. Yeah, just he was a white guy. <laughs> um, we open the episode on a really cute little montage of um now that they are hunters and huntresses um <laughs> like someone's going to um do exposition while they all do a really cool training montage and it's all a lot of fun i really like the montage the song slaps unfortunately it was too damn loud it was too damn loud and i couldn't hear the voiceover uh, the that voiceover. was going over the song. Also, yeah, that was really weird. I, I remember thinking that as I was watching it, like, why is there a vocal track with people talking and the vocal track is really quite loud? That's very strange. The, yeah, I could not hear Clover. And for some reason, just to complain about the smallest thing in the world, um, <laughs> the Verve app on the PS4 didn't have <laughs> subtitles for right. Ruby. So the I, Rooster Teeth phone app did. The Rooster Teeth, <laughs> which so, is what I watched Ruby on. Uh huh. <laughs> so we couldn't. I didn't hear most of what Clover was saying the first time, but I got the gist, which is that now they are, now they are adults and they must perform labor. Um, I was gonna say for money, but it's not even that. They're just performing labor because that's what they're supposed to do, I guess. Because they're, they are being paid. They're being paid? This is a job that they have. Okay. We don't um, see that, but they definitely like make money as huntresses. That's the whole thing. Okay. They're just contracted to the government. Okay. So, yes, they're adults now, which means that they must perform labor in exchange for uh, lodging. And too. lodging. Yeah. And um, last episode I complained about not really knowing why Ironwood was using them. I should have known it was the simplest explanation. He just needed another set of hands. You or know? Seven. Yeah. Eight, I guess. Eight. Uh, we've, Is Oz we've, been a hunter? We've replaced Para. So. Yeah. I think Oscar is not... Oscar didn't graduate. Oscar did not. Oscar didn't go to school. Yeah. yeah Oscar no, he's cool. he's fucking farm boy. Yeah. <laughs> he's chosen one. Um... It's it's funny to have like the chosen one be like a secondary character. Yeah, yeah. Mm. Um, That's cool. I mean, Ruby is still kind of chosen one, but yeah, Ruby's fairly chosen one. Yeah, not the most chosen one that someone could be in the context of Ruby, though. Right. Yeah. Um, this show could have been about Oscar from the start. This show could have been about um, Ruby being like the summer maiden from the start or something. Why would you say Summer Maiden? Yeah, like... <laughs> is it because her mom's name is Summer? Hmm. There's, there's a real non-zero chance that that happens, right? Like, no, yeah. no, absolutely. That is going to happen. And also, Weiss is going to be the Winter Maiden because Winter's going to get the power in this season and then immediately be killed by Cinder or someone. And then uh, Weiss will be the Winter Maiden. And then in, in a couple more seasons, Ruby will be the Summer Maiden and they'll be together. They'll be like a real power couple... I think the end of the show has all four of them as maidens, right? Probably, right? Right? I mean, that sort of makes sense, right? But 
but yeah, they, they kill God with the power of magic and gayness and, you know, all that stuff. But like... <laughs> Friendship. Yeah, sure, whatever. <laughs> um, do we... Do we want to do a quick homosexuality check do, on this episode? Does anyone have a list of things to talk about, or are we going to freeball it? Uh, I, have a, I have a little list, but my list is not as populous as usual because I, I didn't feel like I was clutching at straws to find things to talk about, I guess. But, right, uh, right. Like, this episode just naturally has things to talk yeah, about. Yeah, but I, I wanted to gesture at structure because you get upset when uh, things no. just kind of freeball. Well, I was just about to say, um, <laughs> well, you really that. keep saying freeball. I didn't a choice mean to say it make. twice. Um, <laughs> let's have a brief structure, which mm -hmm. is the homosexuality update. Uh, so Ruby and Blake don't sleep under their blankets, but Weiss and Yang do. Uh -huh. Thinking emoji. Thinking emoji. <laughs> <laughs> At first, I no I just noticed it was Blake, and I was like, oh, it's funny, because she's a cat, so she sleeps on top of the blankets like <laughs> cats do. And then I was like, wait, Ruby doesn't sleep under her blankets either. <laughs> Uh, Ruby's also know. a cat, I guess. <laughs> Plot twist. Ruby's 100% dog, right? <laughs> I do not... Let's circle... Weiss is the cat. We'll circle back to... Um, are you operating under Weed Lord's theory that all animals are either dogs or cats? <laughs> I subscribe to the Weed Lord theory, yes. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> um... We should circle back at some point to the fursonas of every member of Team Ruby. I got that. Okay. Well, it's not true, but I can do it real <laughs> easy. We'll That's next, back. Week's, next week's segment. <laughs> um, Blake and Yang. Um, Who's Furby? <laughs> <laughs> oh, dear. <laughs> Sorry. Sorry. Before we even get to Blake and Yang, I actually remembered. Um, so the montage starts with Jean grabbing a cup of coffee. Um, oh, yeah. I remember this. <laughs> and he goes to sit down in the meeting room, and a dog guy is just wagging his tail and staring at the cup of coffee, and Jean just, like, gives him the coffee instead. Of <laughs> I don't know what's up with that, but eventually I, they I, become I, friends throughout the montage, and now yeah. Jean just gets him an extra cup of coffee. Yeah. It's cute. Are we filing into that like homosexuality? A... No, because one of them's an adult. Yeah. And one of them's not. Yeah. Speaking of which, that happens again later when Jean is ferrying kids across the, uh -huh. the street. And a bunch of characters who it's extremely difficult to read as anything other than hot mums are like watching <laughs> Jean do this. <laughs> no. The mothers of the kids that he's helping cross yeah. the street, right? Yeah. And meanwhile. Yeah. One of and them gives him like a fucking casserole. Like that's like not something. That but that's not something that women your own age do when you're shepherding children across the road. That's not no. But, no. but the best part is when we had the subtitles, we got to hear what John has said in that scene, which is, "Oh, another casserole." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Like they, he gets one every day. Uh huh. And Nora's like, "Oh, I bet it's the haircut." <laughs> I'm at first. I was like. Mm, rolling my eyes at everyone thinking Jean is hot suddenly <laughs> because Jean is hot. But actually, no. A bunch of moms thinking Jean is hot is amazing. I wish a bunch of moms thought I was hot. That's <laughs> <laughs> all I've ever wanted. Um, 
You better get your your, your you, know, you better get your license and start. I don't know, shepherding kids across the road. I guess. I guess My that's the hottest license. thing. <laughs> um. So, Jean is like just thinking about shipping and stuff. Uh-huh. Like Jean doesn't have like a readily apparent ship character to like be shipped with ship anymore. Mate. A shipmate, yeah. <laughs> um, Typical TV rules seem to suggest that he must, you know, mourn the death of his lover forever, right? Right, but I feel like if this show goes on for 20 more years, like yeah, at some yeah, point... Yeah. Um, I mean, yeah, like he'll maybe end up with a different redhead or something. <laughs> what if he ends up with Pyrrha's sister? I was going to say, Pyrrha's sister. sister. <laughs> that would be a little weird. What if he ends up with Cinder? Also, be weird. That'd be weird. Didn't Cinder kill Pyrrha? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <clears throat> like, I don't know. Maybe like Neptune. Yeah, that'd be cute. Yeah. What's but that ship called? JN. John Neptune. 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 Ark. Flood. Water. Boat. Is this anything? <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> no. Um, before we continue with the homosexuality update, though, uh, since we're talking about Sean, um, also in one of the training montages, one of the Aesop's people says to him, like, have you ever thought about extending your aura? Which um, I'm glad that someone has just, like, planted the flag. Jean will have a cool new power by the end of the season. Yeah, he has yeah. his new power from last time that he hasn't used. Yeah, I'm just glad that he's going to get another cool new power. I'm happy for him. Maybe he'll get heal beams. Yeah. <laughs> um. Wait, it's not that he heals; it's that he boosts other people's. Yeah, he boosts other people's semblances. semblances. This is uh, just the difference just in auras in general. Different right? classes heal spells in like Star Wars. Okay, it's like healing and then dark healing. Because <laughs> Swotor gives you dark healing if you're Good. a Sith. Good. I have that dark healing. It makes you better, but only if you're evil. <laughs> um, so yeah, I was just glad that John's going to get a new, cool new power. Um, more I mean, so, Jean, Jean boosts people's auras, right? And is it, it auras it, or semblances? I, I think it's I think it's auras, but maybe yeah, because okay. he uh, he uses it to because your aura is what heals your body, and he uses okay. it to, to heal someone in volume five. Okay. Yes. Someone someone <laughs> takes a nasty hit and he boosts their aura, so their aura heals them better than it would have by itself. But so okay. me out, right? Have you ever have you ever thought okay. of extending your aura? Have you ever thought of using your power from further away? Maybe we'll be able to have Jean's boosted auras on people while Jean is nowhere nearby. <laughs> he doesn't Maybe have to he... be in the team to be useful. <laughs> <laughs> Jean chilling at home, sipping some tea and just like pointing in a hand in the direction of the fight and they're just hoping that someone's aura is boosted. <laughs> well, at that point, they'd introduce some sort of like dust crystal that you can like have a resonance or synchronicity with, so you put your aura into the crystal and it comes out <laughs> of the crystal. <laughs> Actual canon J.O. crystals. <laughs> ah, yeah, Jean Yeah, there you go. <laughs> Uh. <laughs> did we talk about John's JOI thing on the last episode of this podcast? Yes, we absolutely did. It was either last episode or the episode before, but I'm pretty sure it was last episode. Okay, it definitely, definitely um, came up. 
and I'm sure it will again. <laughs> um, so we've, going... we've planted our we've planted our flag that it will come back and be like a major part of at least one episode. <clears throat> Continuing down our homosexuality check check in. That's a tangent into John check John off check in. Um, I don't know. I'm trying to come up with a sappy segment name. Um, so Blake and Yang team up, uh, and the dog guy is like, Hey, you two like always pair up. Maybe you should try fighting with some other people to like, you know, expand your like styles or whatever. Uh, or he's saying like, maybe your styles aren't perfectly suited for each other. Um, and Blake and Yang just fucking obliterate a grim while he's talking. Mm-hmm. Um, in like uh, a cool synchronized team way. Yes, yes. Not just like they also do this. Like, um, uh, and then and then they turn to look at him sassily, like, yeah, uh huh, okay. What what were you saying? Um, and then at the end of the montage, uh, Ruby is sleeping upright in a chair. Weiss is sleeping on one shoulder. Yang is sleeping on the other shoulder, and then Blake is sleeping on Yang's lap. So that's where we're at with um <laughs> still still cannot confirm that they are dating, but we know that they <laughs> always pair up and that they sleep on each other's laps. <laughs> um you know, because no, no, she's a normal cat. normal heterosexual stuff, you know. Normal heterosexual women. Mm-hmm. Um so are you all ready for the um, Antifa episodes that are coming? I, I'm I'm very ready actually. I'm 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 really interested to like I just I need to know whether this show has the same opinion of its like of the things that it's uh, like name checking with its its factions, I guess, as I do. It's like, right. They're definitely um, they're definitely going towards this. I just need to see how they actually view it when they get there. So I guess let's talk about the the meat of this episode, right? Which is the scene where oof. Ruby and Penny are in the the military supply truck with Clover and Crow, right? Yes, Clover and, and Clo- Cro- Cro- Yeah, sorry. Damn it, Crow and Crover. Clover sitting in the back playing cards, having a very homosexual moment. By the yeah, way, that's very straight. It's yeah. very strange. Crow, Crow loses it. Crow is for some reason playing a variance game despite having magic bad luck. But <laughs> playing whatever. against and... a guy with magic good luck. <laughs> yeah, right. Exactly. He's like, damn, it's I lose again. The game's, the game's not the point. Uh huh. Hanging out with. Yeah, Crow. of course, of course. Yeah. And uh, did, did did we know that Crow had quit drinking? Or I do. I, there was one scene where he almost took a drink and then didn't, and then it hasn't come up again until now. Right, yeah, because there's there's definitely a part uh, like a scene in I think I feel like volume five maybe where he's he's like drinking and Ruby's like what the fuck are you doing man maybe it's maybe it's volume that six. was six that was six because so that's six. with them in the cabin yeah you're right you're right yeah um Ruby's like what the fuck are you doing also man? like yeah also like Ruby is in the truck with him in this moment and so maybe if he is still drinking every now and then he's certainly not doing it around Ruby mm-hmm. you know. Um, but I believe him when he says he quit. Yeah, yeah. Now, uh, now that we like, now that we like Crow, now that we like Crow's voice actor. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I always liked Crow. I always yeah, liked yeah, Crow. Yeah. It's just his bad luck that uh-huh. um... <laughs> that that fight scene with Tyrion is still pretty good. Yeah, fight yeah, scene yeah. with Tyrion's good, but um, yeah, 
So that takes us to the meat of the episode with the Robin stuff. Yeah, right. So they drive up. They're taking. They're taking. They're doing supply runs to Amity Arena, which they're you know getting ready to launch as a communication satellite, right? And then right. Robin Hill emerges in front of them. So stop. She's blocked the the like the crevasse they're gonna drive through, and she says, "What are these, What are you doing? Bringing these supplies to this complete non." non-location when you should be bringing them to to help you know help mantle which needs the supplies and they're the, fucking clover gives them a bunch of military important get, get out of the way i don't have to talk to you you're a civilian stuff and mm-hmm. ruby like ruby like steps in to help clover <laughs> talk about that and that's that's interesting to like yeah um Nora, while we were watching, like you noticed um Robin makes a very big deal about like No, the show does. Yes. The show the makes... framing from the camera and like the little tiny little twinkly sound sound effect mm-hmm. when she holds out her hand asking for information is like very specific. Like I, my instinct is that there's a semblance happening there that we don't know about or something, but mm-hmm. it just Maybe. seemed weird to draw attention to her hand like that. Yeah, unless it's setting up another scene where she'll hold her hand out to somebody. Yeah, That's like it could possible. easily, it could easily also be like symbolic of you know, like you say, her her offering, her offering to like you know, actively cooperate with and be understood by us by Ruby. Which is then going to mm-hmm. get called back to later when Ruby gets another chance to consider her perspective, right? Right, but um, I'm sorry, I forgot where we left Fours. off. Fours, what? Fours, fours. Yeah. Oh, right. Um, the other thing in this scene is very funny to me. It was um, Clover says Penny. Um, stay in the back of the truck. We may need the element of surprise. To which I respond, "Hey, you idiot! Hunters like always travel in fours. They're gonna know that someone is in the back of the truck." <laughs> and somehow they didn't realize they were trying to sneak up on them. And Penny, but also like, they didn't realize that Robin had two other people, thus bringing her party up to four as well. Right. Right. Um, so also that picture of all four of the girls staring into the camera is like, you know, um, when you hit 22 as a trans girl, you have to pick a subclass and it's one of these four. Right? <laughs> <laughs> um <laughs> what? I totally was <laughs> There's a lot in this scene, and I'm my brain is dying. So someone else. So Robin talk. is first of all dressed like a resistance leader before even being the resistance leader. Yes, <laughs> that's cool. Yeah. Yes, we love that. Um, because you know you only get one outfit for a season. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um. Also, she's running for office. That's interesting. Uh-huh. Uh She's yeah. at least gonna try that before, you know. Yeah. The obvious thing of pulling out a gun. Hmm. Mm-hmm. Also, the <laughs> intro shows. Her and Crow um, teaming up against Tyrion. Okay. In, in the OP. Like okay. I've, I've kept, I've always noticed Crow in that scene. And I've always noticed there's someone else there, but it just have glazed over it a little bit. So. It's interesting because yeah. Crow and Tyrion do have a history of like they fought, and that's when 
uh-huh. Tyrion lost his tail, and he almost killed Crow. Right. So they're probably mm-hmm. gonna have a rematch. Mm-hmm. Yep. And Robin. And also, Tyrion killed the, the Antifa guy that we liked, and Robin is clearly associated with him, so she has a reason to fight Tyrion as well. Yeah. Right. There you go. Um. <sighs> Somebody just needs to do, uh, remind Crow not to be a cop. And. Yeah. Um. Are hunters are hunt huntresses huntsmen and huntresses are they Jedi? First of all, we no. definitely had this conversation last time. Okay. And two, <clears throat> I don't think they are Jedi, but I do think that like the people in Atlas, like Junior and Ruby and um, the Aesops, are all like military personnel and like this episode like has really called attention to the fact that like these kids all kind of signed up for the military and didn't think about it even once because in their country it's not a military in the way that it is in mantle because in this country it is specifically a military right whereas beacon is just is much more like a profession like if we're going to take the like rolling approach of there are only three careers, mm-hmm. then this is the Star Wars bounty hunter, right? Like they're not a, a a soldier and they're not a like a Jedi. They're like bounty hunter as like the other thing that you can be, right? Um, which is why it was interesting when um, Robin rolls up and I think she's probably a huntress and like it. I don't know if everyone who can fight is a huntress, but like, huntsman, but might have some combat training at least. Yeah, like might have gone to Atlas, and I don't know if that distinction even matters. Um, and like, at the very least, has two, maybe three, like huntresses in her inner like party. Um, mm-hmm. <laughs> we're all wear- wielding the same weapon, <laughs> which is rad, and by the way. Definitely sharing a semblance. Somebody in there has invisibility. And they're like sharing it somehow. Is there um is their weapon the thing that General Grievous's guards have? The two It does kind of look white. like that, doesn't it? <laughs> well, there's no purple electricity and they're not making the coolest sound in Star Wars, so <laughs> not, not yet. They didn't they didn't necessarily turn them on. <laughs> Maybe they turn them on and that happens. Um so it was interesting to see like these are huntresses who are in like this part of the world, but are not affiliated with the military. I was not, I did not think that was a thing that would be existing words. As for like huntsman or huntress or not, like, I don't know. Do we consider Tyrion a hunter? I don't know. I just know that I don't, I don't actually know like culturally if that distinction is like, that is a job that people who can fight have, but not everyone who can like, you know, Ravens are commanded. Yeah, like so. Right. The, this, this, the the last couple of episodes have made quite a big point of the distinction of you are only a hunter slash hunters when you have your license, right? Like the characters right. were the the main characters were of fighters of above average capability, but they weren't technically huntresses because they didn't have their licenses. So mm-hmm. like there are there are hunter hunters and huntresses who can't fight very well, and there are people who can mm-hmm. fight very well who are not hunters or huntresses just because they are not licensed. So Tyrion probably isn't because he's an outlaw. Like he wouldn't have a right. license, right? I guess the the issue just got confused for me because Penny like jumps out of the truck and calls them huntresses, and I think that's just why I got mixed up. I was like, "Oh wait, is this like lowercase, yeah. uh, uppercase H?" Mm-hmm. Right, right. 
Um, but um, I guess that could just be telling us that uh, that <clears throat> that Robin Hills, like you know, even though she is a an agitating force, she is technically operating within the law because she's right for now. Of... Yeah, yeah. Um, a lot of this scene. Um, the other the other big thing in this scene is like Robin makes this request of like the people in Mantle should know what's going on in Amity, like you are diverting resources away from Mantle, which is really struggling right now, to do whatever the hell you're doing in Amity. Um, and it was a striking moment in the scene because she's making an extremely reasonable and small yeah. request. She's yeah. not saying, shut it down. Mm -hmm. She's not saying, like, she wants to be involved. She's literally saying, hey, what the fuck? The public has a right to know whatever secret military project you're doing. Um... Hey Clover, <clears throat> you're acting like a cop. <laughs> mm -hmm. I mean, because and she's right, and I agree with her, but she does also threaten to steal it, which is, I mean, this is after Clover right. is very combative about it and refuses to tell her anything, which he absolutely yeah. doesn't need to do, by the way. He, he doesn't be very. I mean, maybe it's like a military thing. Maybe it's the rules, but like, the, she's exactly right about what he's doing, and he is just like, uh, I've had to talk to you. Uh, yeah, they're all gonna like. There's like a little Western music plays and they all like put their hands on their hips like they're about to draw their guns <laughs> because like because yeah, she she then goes from like the extremely <clears throat> reasonable request that I don't think Clover could fulfill because he's like he's like just an officer in the military. He's not a like dog of the military. <laughs> he is just a dog of the military. He's not Ironwood, you know. He's a gun of the Patriots. Exactly. Um but um <laughs> Um, what the fuck was I saying? <laughs> and then Penny pops out. Penny pops out. Oh, yeah, just like... Also, I was excited for her to just be like, alright, then let's fucking throw down. If you're not going to like meet my extremely reasonable request, let's fucking throw down. I'm on Robin's side. I love her. She's great. Yeah, she's great. Mm -hmm. She's great. And that's the thing about this episode um, is it has me believing that maybe the show thinks that too, which I would not have been able yes. to believe a couple of seasons ago, I guess. Well, let's hope. Yes. <laughs> There's still I, time for her to have a like some sort of Yeah, hit. yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. But, but also like I guess the, the first from the, the minor information that we do have, like how she's depicted, but you know, cooperating with Crow in the the OP, that kind of thing. Like maybe maybe this show is is going in the right direction. Maybe. We'll see. Maybe like you know, <clears throat> I don't think that, like, this season is going to end with, like, and then we, like, tore down the fascist government, blah, 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 blah. But I do think this season, I can't imagine now this season ending with, we realized Robin was right, and we, like, <laughs> like, got with her to, like, take Ironwood down a notch or something. Like, we didn't go kill Ironwood, but we did just, like, <clears throat> we did end up siding with her over him um, is like a thing I can now believe about the show. Ruby yeah. always has plenty of space to disappoint me, but maybe it yeah. won't this time. <laughs> <laughs> is that the episode title? <laughs> I, I thought the episode title would be I subscribe to the Weed Lord Theory. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, could be that too. Could be that too. Um, uh, I got a message in today about this episode. Oh, yeah? So I yes. asked for emails, and our friend M sent me some messages online. Uh-huh. 
That's basically an email. Yeah. <clears throat> um, I don't remember Penny being such a Buzz Lightyear. Maybe I'm misremembering, but it's kind of disappointing. Oh, yes. We didn't. We haven't talked yet about the scene with Ruby and Penny in the truck um, talking about uh, perhaps the most like blatant example of like Ironwood just sees all these people as tools. Um, yeah. He literally sees Penny as a tool and says like, mm -hmm. just don't be a person. Don't have friends. Like you are the protector of Mantle. You are like going to do jobs that I send you to do. Mm -hmm. You know, um, Penny also is real sad in this episode. Very happy to be friends working with you in a professional capacity. Relationships are so varied. It's like I'm I'm putting that in the homosexual column. Okay, fair, <laughs> fair, nuts, fair, and, fair. nuts and dolts will live on. <laughs> <laughs> so this is another thing, right? Is it establishes the uh, the basis for like a quite an obvious tension for Penny between Ironwood telling Penny that she needs to be the protector of Mantle, which means you need to do what I say, and Robin Hill, which which is what she says, is that I can't believe you, the protector of Mantle, are here. You know. Guarding me, stopping me from taking these supplies to Mantle to protect it. Like, right, right. Um, she explicitly calls back to that, and I think that is <clears throat> probably a decent seed for further conflict. Yeah. Um, we'll see what happens. As for Penny being Buzz Lightyear, I feel like she was worse in the earlier seasons, mm -hmm. but I could be wrong. I what didn't. Is, what is that I, in Buzz Lightyear? I'm, I mean, I, I'm aware of Buzz Lightyear. I'm aware of his work, but yeah, I didn't like, understand what, what either of them meant by this. Well, like I think it's referring to like how Buzz Lightyear was like still in kayfabe for most of Toy Story. Right, right, right. You explained it to me. It seemed like I'm Buzz Lightyear of Star Command. Yeah, and he's like a cop, mm -hmm. but I don't know. The whole I, like I think we could be like moving towards an arc of you know Penny moving away from that over the course of the season. So yeah, that'd be, that'd be that would be fun. I want Penny to not be a cop anymore. <clears throat> yeah, I would love I, that for her. Or a gun. Or a gun. <laughs> She's kind of both right now. Yeah, she is a cop and a gun. Like Amaro Ray, really. <laughs> okay. Um. <laughs> Amaro is a fist, not a gun, but you know. Anyway. Uh, I can't believe the kids graduated just to be in training like their school again, almost as if graduation is meaningless. Yes. Yep, we touched on that with like <clears throat> how Ironwood <clears throat> is now just going to use them to do work. Mm -hmm. Yep, they have the they have the list. They have like the mission log. Now. That's that's all that being a huntsman means is that like you can do jobs for me. Uh huh. <laughs> um. <clears throat> but it did give them a morale boost. So who could say if it was good or bad? <laughs> but it gave them the morale, a morale boost, but also, like, they're clearly working, like, 50-hour weeks and exhausted constantly. No, that's fine. That's normal. Yeah. It's like Amara Ray saying, no, it's fine for the kid to be in the robot. I turned out great. <laughs> <laughs> Famous turn out um, greater, Amara Ray. <laughs> um, what was I going to say? Yeah, I'm... Curious because I'm sure the next episode, which is out today, uh, will be about that a little bit of just like I feel like that's the seed being planted is that like oh they can't keep up with all the work that Ironwood has them doing. The description on the next episode says they have a day off. Oh, fuck <laughs> me, I guess. 
Beach episode. Uh, Joe realized Robin is right. Beach episode in the tundra. I can't tell because none of the main characters have ever asked a thematic question once. Fair. I mean, Ruby wants to cooperate. Nah, I wouldn't say wants to cooperate with Robin. Ruby does start talking to Robin. Because and I it's think a very reasonable thing to ask and like. But also, she is a, she is standoffish as she starts talking. I was going to say, so, it's a very, Robin's request is very reasonable. I think Ruby's response is not. Yeah, Ruby is like, like standoffish, and like she's willing to talk, but she's, but also assertive. like, she hasn't really been questioned like that. Yeah, yeah they yeah. have. They have spent a lot of time on the run more than anything. So like having like their actions questioned is, is kind mm -hmm. of new. They mm -hmm. haven't really had that in a while. I can yeah. extremely see Ruby being the sort of person who's like, just wants to talk to Robin and I can see her getting the opportunity to do that. Yeah. You know? yeah. Like, so I guess what is interesting to me about this exchange is that uh, Ruby, Ruby comes from a place of, you know, you want to help Mantle, I understand what we're doing is going to help Mantle, which is actually like, if you're, if you're Robin is like, it's pretty, it comes across as almost kind of rude that like, you know, oh, you what? don't understand that actually what we're doing is achieving your goal, which it definitely isn't like, that's just right. Right. So and Ruby's in no place to, <clears throat> Ruby's in no place to say what helps Mantle or not, because she's been right. here for like two weeks and exactly. stays in Atlas all the time. And that, I guess, to me, seems wrongheaded enough that it is signposting that she will eventually learn that that is wrongheaded, but maybe from a conversation with Robin. So that's cool. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And for that. Um. And the last part is both Crow and Blake and Yang queer content is high this episode. Please, Ruby, you're hurtling into cancellation. Jean crossing guard himbo time is good and pure, though. That's all true. We've uh, we've touched on all of this. Yeah, we've but I just wanted to. I just wanted to say it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> himbo time. Himbo time. Um, I himbo, you himbo, he, she, we himbo. <laughs> Himbology, the study of himbo. It's first grade, SpongeBob. <laughs> <laughs> um, there's a whole other like huge thing in this episode <clears throat> that we should probably move on to. But oh, I want the Winter Maiden. Yeah, the Winter Maiden. Oh, yeah. But I like, I don't want to like if people have more Robin or. More montage to talk about. I don't want to move us on. And the one thing from the montage I want to bring up is that them completely, almost without fanfare, bringing back uh, Team Funky, you know, Neon Cat and Flint Cole and the rest. Yes. We decided they were called Ivory and Cabal. That, Something that them coming back, that them coming back with like no signposting and no notice, but also not as like a huge surprise has me bringing up the timescale for when Coco is coming back to this show. I'm, I'm <laughs> Coco, by the end of season seven, let's go. She could be in the very not, next episode. I don't think they're from Atlas, though. Oh, yeah, maybe not, actually. But yeah, they're so, from Beacon, I think. Yeah, they're, they, have yeah. The, they have the same, you know, they have the same story uh, currency, I, I guess. Yes. I will simply read the book that I own that is about what Coco is doing right now. Um, you jealous. own a what? I own the book after the fall, I think it's called. It's about Team Coffee after season cool damn i should read that <laughs> i should read that yeah i, I want to it's like a i think it's like a ya book this sounds like some excellent like mid-year ruby content once the once the season's up ended but mm -hmm. we just want to keep talking about ruby <laughs> yeah i mean um, we can always find i can set up a fucking google alert for ruby if we want to do that <laughs> we can we can do off season 
could be. We, Chibi might come back this year. Who knows? Um, yeah. I I think maybe I tweeted about this, uh, and since you brought it up, I'll just mention it here briefly. Uh, I was trying to figure out because they didn't do a season of Ruby Chibi between these two seasons. Do we think that's like they didn't have the budget, or they were too focused on Genlock, or do you? Do we think that they wanted to make Ruby Chibi, but had to hastily recast Crow in the middle of making it, and just decided to put it off for a year? Like, <laughs> who can I, say? I kind of think that maybe Vic Mignogna just got a season of Ruby Chibi canceled. Hmm. Maybe. <laughs> yeah. Hey. <laughs> um. Yeah. You know, maybe they'll come back. I hope, because uh, we haven't really had one with Oscar. Yeah, true. So That's true. We could get Calavera in Ruby Chibi, I'm sure. They wouldn't even have, what if they just put Calavera's <laughs> normal model? <laughs> they didn't even redo her in the style. Do you think they made Ruby Chibi to help sell Funkos? Absolutely. I believe most things were created to help sell Funkos. <laughs> like Friday the 13th. <laughs> like Friday the 13th. Yeah. Um. Uh. So yeah, do we want to move on? I to the Winter Maiden stuff, and just the Weiss Winter Weiss Winter. Yeah, I'm sure. Um, I was for some reason hoping that you, Nora, would start summarizing this without me prompting you or indicating that that was a thing that I wanted. Um. I have my segment later. <laughs> so yeah, Weiss and Winter are doing some combat training. I believe that Weiss beats Winter in this combat training, but it is unclear to me because I've forgotten what their semblances do. Well, so okay, they, uh, Weiss they, has the knight. Yeah. Weiss has the knight, not the, the knight grim. loses. Okay. I knew Weiss has a grim. They tie. But what but Weiss's grim is the is the big B. The wasp, right? They, uh, they, they. What's it? So there's, there's a scene. I think it's during the montage where uh, Weiss and Winter are doing semblance training, and Weiss is summoning the knight, and the knight is fighting the Grim and, and loses or whatever. But then this, the second scene towards the end is that they, they're, they're training, they're, they're fighting. The, the two big, you know, summons are, are fighting, and then the, the knight takes like a fatal hit from the the Grim, but impales the Grim as it dies. So they both die. And Winter's like, wow, you're you you, you you're sloppy, but you've improved. And Weiss is like, thanks for the compliment. And Winter's like, oh, I didn't mean it as a compliment, which is very unconvincing, by the way. It's Yeah, it's a very good, like, the sisters sniping at each other is, like, extremely good. Um, sometimes yeah. Schnee family things can be a little charged because of how Jacques is. And so, like, mm. seeing them being, like, sisters who have problems with each other but like do care and is, also have a shared trauma yeah have like shared trauma and like are maybe a little mean to each other because that's what that's just would how you, they grew up would you say you that know? they're cold to each other <laughs> <laughs> Oof. Oh. the delay on that was quite something i'm impressed well you didn't see <laughs> the eyebrow wiggling i was doing the <laughs> Pause. I could I could hear it. <laughs> the pressure waves, I could hear. Them. Um uh uh fuck. Weiss and Winter. Weiss and Winter. Um they go into a conversation where Winter um is saying like, 
hey, if you keep improving, like, um, Ironwood might have a role for you in his military as, like, a senior officer or something like that. And Weiss says, I'd be honored if he, like, made an offer like that, but I don't think I would take it. I don't think I can trust Ironwood. Um, and, like, calls into question Winter's, like, implicit 100% total trust of Ironwood in all things. Mm-hmm. Um, and then Winter's, like, very much, like, trusting of Ironwood because she's holding this great secret with him. Right. Uh, but, like... I, I certainly don't trust Ironwood. I don't trust yeah. Ironwood. Um, Winter does. Uh, and also, um, in this conversation, Winter says, like, I know Ironwood doesn't keep secrets from me. And, like, the camera focuses on Weiss in this moment because, like, they are still keeping, like, Team Ruby is still keeping a couple secrets around um, the Lantern, which, one, as we said last time, they should be. They have no reason to trust these people, you mm. know, but Winter maybe accidentally or maybe purposefully guilting Weiss into, like, maybe Weiss ends up saying something she shouldn't say uh, before, <clears throat> like, the rest of Team Ruby is okay with, like, telling everybody things. Mm. Then she takes her to this big underground lab where Winter Maiden is being kept... Prisoner. Prisoner. Yeah, basically. Prisoner. She's an old lady. Uh-huh. And they have her in this like hospital bed and all these paintings of landscapes that she can't see. And she's asking, like, oh, I love tea on a cold day. Is it a cold day? Good morning. And then Winter's like, good evening. Mm-hmm. She doesn't know what time it is. Yeah. Um, and that's all weird and, like, tense. And also, uh, Winter's the only one who's allowed to see her because Ironwood wants Winter to become the Winter Maiden, which we all knew that was gonna... Yeah. 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 Thing. Um, <laughs> but that's clearly so that Ironwood just has one of the Maidens under his thumb. Right. Right. <clears throat> right. So this, is, this is one of the... So, I mean, so this is, like, the scene is here because it shows that Winter is saying... Ironwood clearly trusts me because he wants me to be the Winter Maiden, which is an enormous amount of power to give to a person. And, you know, Ironwood can't take it for himself, so he trusts me, he gives it to me. What's really interesting about this, I guess, is that, uh, again, I don't know if the show would treat this this way, but, like, if you became the, the, the magic Super Maiden, I don't think you could remain employed by the army. I think that is not possible. Uh, like, that would, that would start I mean... wars on its own. <laughs> well, no one knows about the Maiden. They would if one of them was the general of the army. <laughs> <laughs> no, not if they... Not if they um, Raven hid it from everyone. Right, but but, that, but that once people knew, it put Which... a target on her... You know, she, she pretended someone else was a Maiden, and that it got her killed. And then, you know, they yeah. were just fucking bandits. They weren't a, an official organization as part of a state, right? Right. Which Raven was... Or which maiden was Raven? Spring. 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 Okay, thank you. Because her girlfriend's name was Vernal, which is a yeah. synonym for Spring. Right. Autumnal. Vernal. Yes. Anyway. Vernal um, underscore coffee. That's that's all right. Yeah. Um. Any Vernal. 
Anyway, um... <laughs> yeah, um... Winter is like, well, yes, Ironwood chose this destiny, but, um... Actually, I've decided that I like this destiny that's been chosen for me, and therefore I have some authorship over my own destiny, um, and therefore it's perfectly fine that someone has been grooming me into this thing, which is extremely what someone who has been groomed into a weapon would say when they don't realize yeah. that they're totally 100% bought in on the bullshit. Like, or in <laughs> denial about that fact, right? Yeah. She's Amaro Ray! <laughs> <laughs> what? <laughs> It's fine that uh, the Federation has forced me to get into the Gundam because actually I like getting into the Gundam. So it's fine. I turned out great. I turned out great. <laughs> Everyone sure, should get into the Gundam. Um, <laughs> it would do halfway some good. <laughs> it's going to flash someday. <laughs> he shouldn't do that. That's not appropriate. It's not appropriate. <laughs> <laughs> Much like Gundam the Origin, it's not appropriate. <laughs> Um, we saw Shar's counterattack in the theater like two nights ago, and we've been shit posting about Gundam a lot since then. Yeah. Uh huh. Um, how how was it in the theater? Uh, I wish we could have seen it dubbed, but uh, it's still a really good movie until it's not. You know. Sure. Yeah, that um, is the thing about Shar's counterattack. It is really good until it is not. Um. When when will Team Ruby counterattack? Salem's counterattack. Yeah. Yeah. Ozpin's counterattack. Ozpin's counter debate. <laughs> Surely, if 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 anyone is going to be counterattacking, it's going to be Cinder, right? Yeah, there I'm it still is. Still waiting. They got on an airship. <laughs> <laughs> Please, Cinder and Neo, right do not die story. on the way to your home planet. Oh, <laughs> where are my? Characters, you put them together, and now they're gone. I promise <laughs> you that the last shot of this season will be Cinder <laughs> and Neo. If they haven't shown up yet, and if they're not in the OP, the last thing that happens in this season will be them stepping out of that airship and being, <laughs> and Cinder saying, "My, my, my," <laughs> and looking at something cool, like That's looking at so some accurate. That's so, that's so precise and exacting an own of this show. Yeah, <laughs> completely going to be I true. I don't think she's Those a my, my, my kind of... <laughs> yeah, I think uh, she's it's definitely said like... well, 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 right? Like, I've yeah, heard her she's definitely a well, well. I was going to say she's more of a well, is this something? Yes. And, she's... Yeah, yeah. and we're going to get a shot of a MacGuffin that looks significant, but we can't totally piece together what the significance of this what is. What was it that they were going to do? They were going after Ruby, right? I don't fucking remember. <laughs> Probably. I'm not sure Rooster Teeth remembers. I just had this idea of them, like, showing up, getting out, and, like, challenging someone to a fight, and then the camera pans over, and it's summer. That would be, <laughs> that would be sick. <laughs> we what went if, to the ghost dimension. What if they show up in season nine, and, like, they're just somewhere, like, getting coffee, and, like, Team Ruby sees them, like, oh my god, it's Cinder and Neo, and they're like... We've given up being evil. We just don't care that much. We're just, we're just, we're just gay we and sinister now. We, we got a, we got a plan together. We got cats. Yeah, we we still don't like you. Like you can't join us. This conversation is ending now. But it's whatever. How does how does in in the in their uh like in their coffee house that they have like mm -hmm. 
which they have decided they own. They're not just having coffee yeah. in it. It's their coffee house. <laughs> they live. They live uh, in the apartment above above it. Yeah, yeah. How does how does Cinder explain away the questions about her horrible monster arm? Oh, she got, she gave gave it up. Oh, so she just has one arm now. Yeah. Oh, okay. okay. Yeah. Fair enough. I'm happy for um, them. Good for them. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Neo is teaching her sign language. <laughs> Neo's customer service skills do have uh, are lacking a little bit. I don't know. Um, I think Cinder is at the register and Neo makes the drinks. Yeah. Yeah. Um, what a weird <laughs> <laughs> No, it's good. It's good. What's the... Um, oh, shit. Um, I mean, Neapolitan Coffee is like an okay name. You know, I feel like you need a good couple name. Yeah, what is the? But like, I don't know what their ship name. What is their ship name? Is that, like a, is, is that like a black charcoal ice cream? Is that a thing? Ooh, let me just Google this. Cinder Neo. Oh, Christ! Ship name. Sorry, the the startled sound I just made was remembering <laughs> that I was on the TV Tropes page for Zeta Gundam earlier today. Oh, no. I can open the Ruby uh, TV Tropes page if that's a thing we want to do, by it the isn't, way. It is not. Okay, putting it no, on. Put the phone fine. away. We put can the do phone that. away. We'll save it for now. I'm putting the phone down. <laughs> so I have a list of things here. We have... Uh, Ruby Weiss is White Rose. Ruby Blake is Ladybug. That's cute. Uh, Wait. Oh, Ladybug is... Black and red. Okay. Ruby Nora is Sugar Rush. Okay. Um, This is its own who's who. Yeah, this is its own who's Friends, I'm going to be honest with you. I am cutting about 15 minutes of content because Who's Whoopie was just not very good, and we spent a long time just reading names of ships, and it's all just not very listenable. I, I promise you, you're not missing anything. It's just not. We, we lost the vibes at the end of the show, but we're, you know, sometimes you just lose the vibes. It happens. You will direct your eyes to the Discord. You might want to maybe trim this, this section a little bit with the. Yeah, <laughs> I was, say, you, you do I was just thinking magic. I'm going to have yeah. to edit uh, this episode a little more than I this have. This is Reese Chloris. Uh, I, I mean, I recognize. Oh, this. I recognize girl. this character. People I, like to ship her with Weiss because she's like a rough and tumble skater. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. She's, okay. she's, like an, she's like an oik. <laughs> and, and Weiss is not an oik. I don't know what that means. Yeah. <laughs> You've introduced a new word to my vocabulary. Rough and tumble street skater punk is, you know, it's basically a longer way of saying oik. Oik. Okay. It's like an uh-huh. old-timey, an, an old-timey English way of referring to a like a street urchin, I guess. Okay. Okay. Well, yeah, Reese Chloris, one of my favorite like designs. She's just a cool skater chick. And she has a hoverboard that turns into guns.
just Ruby, um, everything turns into guns, and that's great. We love that. We do love that. Um, do we want to plug our stuff? You're pointing at me as if I'm not going to have Curly go first. Curly, where can people find you on that? <laughs> <laughs> the beat there was uh, interesting. Uh, you can find me online at twitter.com slash curl underscore e underscore brace on that Twitter page. You can find a pinned tweet which has my YouTube video on it that I the last YouTube video I made, which is uh it's a fun fun thing where people yell about fighting games and I tell you why that's so cool. Apparently five thousand people have seen it in a month. That's never happened to me before, so cool, awesome. Cool. Uh, I also I also do a podcast on the Abnormal Mac and Podcast Network called Hand to Hand, Heart to Heart, where we talk about why fighting games are really cool, even if you don't want to sweat for 100 hours and learn to do combos. It's just fun to look at and play them. It's great. Listen to Hand to Hand, Heart to Heart. We're going to do one about Marvel vs. Capcom. That's I, me. Speaking of the Abnormal Mac Podcast Network, you can find me there on the podcast and then an aeroplane where we talk about Ghibli movies every three weeks. Um. We just covered only yesterday in what is, I believe, one of our best episodes yet. Um, I say that about every episode, but only yesterday was like a really exceptional film. I'm going to keep plugging the hell out of that episode of the podcast because only yesterday is a, not a movie people have seen because it is not Miyazaki um, and it isn't really a kid's movie. So a lot of people in America haven't seen it and it's fucking incredible. Uh, next time on And Then an Aeroplane, we'll be covering Porco Rosso, which is one of my favorite movies that exists. I love it. I think about Porco Rosso almost every day, and I'm excited to do that podcast and find out, have I like built Porco Rosso up a little too much in my brain, or does it like live up to the, to the hype of what I've created in my head? Um, that's my stuff. You can find me on Twitter at autumnal underscore coffee. Uh, you got the Patreon there. For this and other podcasts, exportodd.io. Nora, you can you. find me on Twitter at neither Nora at Zoetics, poetics spelled with an X at the front. Medium.com slash at Nora F. Blake, medium.com slash at Zoe Mars, X O A M A R S. Neither Nora.itch.io, dragonflowerpress.itch.io. I don't have a sale going, but I do sell stuff on those itch pages, so maybe check them out. Yeah, working on new things maybe to put on one of those soon. Who can say? Give Nora a little money to buy me a Christmas present. Yeah, <laughs> sure. Yeah, that's what I'll do with it. Yeah, you won't buy yourself. I don't know. I was gonna dunk on you. I, I said at the beginning of this podcast mm -hmm. that I'm from mm -hmm. how I dunk on you so much maybe you on should this dunk particular on me with podcast by kissing me. <laughs> once we were off the air, and you've kissed so twice on this. But quietly. Yes. Um, now do it loudly. <laughs> no. Um, <laughs> be gone, thought. Um, <laughs> just to uh, pick, pick up on pick up on something. <laughs> just to pick up on something I... for uh, studious listeners of this podcast. Uh, speaking of Nora's writing, I uh, I said before that Nora's writing helped convince me not to play the Outer Worlds. Unfortunately. I, I don't know what's good for me, and I have now played The Outer Worlds, and it made me very angry. <laughs> it's 
bad video it's game. A bad video game. <laughs> it's a really bad video game. It's way worse than I like you. You painted an extremely accurate picture of how bad it was, and I was like, eh, it can't be that bad. It is in fact exactly that bad. <laughs> <laughs> um, that makes one person I've warded away and one person I've warded toward. <laughs> um, so with that, warded. Sorry. Twarded. Let's keep it Flamio, everybody. Keep it Rubio. Ah, oh, shit. Ah, <laughs> oh, fuck. You two enjoy this <laughs> more than I do. <laughs>